This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Yellow Home podcast. It's Yellow Home. Home. With Anna Schofield and Big House. It's Pulse 95. It's Yellow Home. Anna Schofield and Big House live with you now through till 8 o'clock. And first of all, it's hump day, so that's great. Downward slope after today. Assalamu alaikum, everybody. 100% uh, Anna Schofield. It's definitely a good day. Uh, and secondly... We have a special, special, special guest in the building. Yeah, we do. His name is John Briggs. I'm going to say right now, uh, he's one of my oldest and dearest friends. That's great. Yep. No, okay, you okay, can't okay. talk okay. yet. You can't talk yet. Your <laughs> oldest friend. No, no I won off. You keep saying I'm your oldest friend. That makes me sound like I'm 92. So old. This is what I mean. And it's going to be like this I'm, for the whole show. I'm loving it already, uh-huh. man. But yeah, we got the one only John Briggs. Tell us, tell us in one sentence. What Why does. should people tune in now? Okay, uh, John Briggs is one of the original voices of Siri mm. on your phone. If you want to actually have a listen to John Briggs without you talking yet, um, if you go to the iPhone, uh, you can go to the British voices and you go to Daniel, and mm. that's John, very old voice. But he's also, uh, if you've seen the old, very old, um, also the Weakest Link, the game show, um, which obviously went global. Did it go global? It did. Yeah, I think thirty-eight different countries. The best one is France. See, now he's off. This is what happens. Sorry. Hang on, not your turn okay. yet. And, um, and uh, he, he is the voice. This brings mic down. I love it. No, anyway. I keep, definitely keep his mic on all day. <laughs> he's a Radio 2 presenter, or he was mm. for like hundreds of years. Um, so in terms of radio, BBC Radio 2, that is in the UK. So in terms of voice, you know, he, he is the one. And he runs a talent agency in London called Excellent Talent and represents um, TV presenters and voiceover artists and Man radio man. presenters there. It's going to be amazing. Else. We want to get to know you more, hopefully, in this hour. Uh, we want to know the human, you know, and we want to know the person. So thank you so much for joining us. It's my pleasure. It's going to be really amazing. Amongst that as well, we're going to be talking about that incredible speech that Greta Thunberg, um, you know, made and accuses the world leaders of climate betrayal. Really mm. powerful, I think. And she's at it again. And I think it's uh, really very, 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 very powerful. Yeah, she keeps slam dunking it, doesn't she? Um, we're also going to be talking about the fact that kids have watched 132 films in the Sharjah Film Festival. Mm-hmm. Ooh la la. Yeah, we're definitely talking about that and much more, ladies and gentlemen. But right now, we're going to go for a song, which is by Hamza, Sunday morning. This is all the way from London. And then we're going to be back with the voice of Siri, right here, Pulse 95 Radio. You make me feel like it's a Sunday morning. Pulse 95. It's Pulse 95, it's Yalla Home with Anna Schofield and Big Hass and it's Tuesday so it's the middle of the week guys, I hope the traffic is treating you well but more than that, it's a pretty special show for me because it's not often that you get to be on air with one of your oldest and dearest friends I'm and not I don't speak mean if you carry on like that. I'm really not <laughs> I don't mean you're old I mean our friendship is quite old it is very old, it is very old. so Hass I'd like to introduce you to Mr John Briggs Woohoo! <laughs> peace and love sir assalamu alaikum we say bless you sir I mean this is just incredible it's an honor to meet you and uh, believe it or not when I when I when I told the world that we're interviewing you um, it's crazy how much impact you had uh, with <laughs> a lot the, of people all, all the Android <laughs> users went who <laughs> <laughs> that's true never, <laughs> never. <laughs> yeah no but but uh, how did this whole thing start with you I think I want to get straight into it like how did this voice of Siri come about and uh, how long you've been doing this now for how long has it been 
Oh, I mean, like you guys, you know, um, radio is my bread and butter and radio mm. is what I live and breathe and, and radio is the most fun you can have. It is just the best sort of broadcasting you can do. And I started when I was knee-high to a grasshopper uh, and then kind of fell into voiceover. Um, mm. and, and voiceover, you told me when I started in radio that I'd be doing stuff with my voiceover. I would have said, you've got to be kidding. There's loads of people out there with better voices than me. Uh, and then fast forward, you come to a, a, an organization that goes, we're going to do stuff where we want to kind of use your voice, but we're going to chop it up so you're going to be able to say words you've never actually said. And they recorded me doing all the system for them, put it together. Mm. Uh, language, speech, as you know, is not about words. You understand the words because you're clever. But if I speak to you in a language you don't know, it just sounds like sound. Yes. You can't tell when one word ends and the next word begins. So that's what they do is they want to take the sounds out and piece them together to create words. Big algorithms, amazing programs that do it. That's crazy. Lots of processing mm. power. Mm. And then so we did that and we did it. Didn't do it for Apple. Apple decided they were going to license it off the shelf when they launched Siri, which is 2011, I think. So this is the key Mm. here. So when you asked that question, I thought, oh, this is going to be good. So I've heard him tell this story before. Mm -hmm. Um, You have to. So so just so that everyone knows uh, what what John is saying um, about about Siri is it's not recorded in words. So there are certain certain sounds that you recorded and then Apple used it. Tell Hass how and when you first found out that you were the voice of Apple's Siri? Oh, watching uh, BBC television. What? But the, the technology correspondent, a lovely man called Rory Keflin-Jones, very Welsh. <laughs> and he, he was holding this thing up and said, oh, and this is the new iPhone, and you press the button, and look, it comes with this personal assistant. Uh, and I thought, I recognize that voice. No way. And I knew I'd recorded the system, but had no idea. And there were four original voices. There were four voices they originally chose. There mm. was an Australian, there was a German, uh, there was an American, obviously, a lady called Susan Bennett, who's probably the best-known voice of Siri. Uh, And then there was a UK, and I was the only bloke. And nobody to this day has ever said, why did the UK have a bloke? And why was everyone else female? Yeah. And actually, do you know what? It's something we may talk about a little later, but it's a, it's an interesting thing as to who you choose yeah. as a, as an artificial uh, voice or artificial intelligence voice, an artificial assistant. Mm. Should it be male? Should it be female? Be- mm. Believe it or not, when when I asked that, a lot of people didn't even know that there's a male or female. Yeah. So like they didn't even know they had the option. But in yeah. the UK, of course, you didn't have any choice. The phone came with the male voice. Okay. That was your default voice. So yeah. I kind of like to think that America that he did soft and gentle, calming and soothing, whereas <laughs> Perhaps the UK was a bit more James Bond without the guns and girls. No, it's because the Brits are like we are, and they needed a very sort of when you. I well, mean, a firm when, reprimanding voice. Yeah, it? when he orders dinner, he orders it in Siri voice. <laughs> I'll have the trips, please, and a side of tomato. And I'm on she the floor with horribly. laughter. I told you a million times, don't exaggerate. Every time I laugh, right? I laugh, and he's what? What are you laughing at? And even when he's telling you off, he sounds like Siri. So mm. that, and then that's just that, what comes out of it. Did you guys ever meet other Siri also voiceover people? Did you guys ever connect? Uh, yeah, so I, in fact, I went to Atlanta in the US earlier this year because we've never put two series in the same room together. <laughs> it's one of those things you go, what happens? Does, uh, does the world end? Does black matter suddenly appear? <laughs> what, what, how's it going to be? Is the cosmos going to be fused together? <laughs> two series in the same environment. But no, I met Susan Bennett. Oh, uh, wow. I've, we've recorded an interview. I have yet to actually start posting it, but it's one of the things I have to do in the mm. next couple of months and oh, wow. um, put out the conversation that uh, you know two series had together it's never been done before
Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah, that's crazy. That's can, actually an exclusive for you. Nobody's can we have that? that first? Yeah, please. you can have can, that first. Oh, wow. Yeah. What? Yeah. Wait. Is that a promise? John? Yeah, totally. <laughs> amazing. All right. So we've got that. Wow. Fair. That's that's yeah. amazing. I mean, uh, it's, it's just uh, for me. I think I think you get that a lot when when people only recognize you by the, the machine voice. They forget that there's a human behind it. What's yeah. your what's your thoughts on that? It's like, uh, you know, it's changing hugely. Uh, voices are really, really important. Mm. You know, you are recognized by your voice. It is as important as your face, as your thumbprint even. It's unique to you. And so when you start getting artificial voices, mm. it's really quite intriguing as to how they affect what happens. So I spend a lot of time talking to people about what this amazing muscle can do right here in the middle of your throat. I talk to 16, 17-year-olds back in the UK, and I call the course, I call it Be Kind to Your Eyebrows. Huh. Because they spend more time plucking their eyebrows than they do thinking about what this amazing thing is. Wow. And if you've got teenagers, you know there's an element around about 13, 14, 15 where <laughs> speech disappears and grunts appear. <laughs> you have a yeah. good day? Uh, <laughs> how was school? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you get a lot of that. And actually, it, <laughs> That's it, so true. It, you need to get, when you're getting towards an age when you're going to be start looking for a job or you're going to go to university and all those things, you may do brilliantly in your exams. You may be that A1 student, mm. but so's an awful lot of other people being A1 students. The thing that's going to get you the job or get you the university place or the apprenticeship or whatever it may be is going to be your voice because you're going to have to talk to them and go, hi, this is me and this is who I am. Mm. And with your voice, you're going to do amazing things. Incredible. You're going to tell people you love them. Mm. You're going to ask for a raise. You may even go turn around and tell people you hate them as well. So <laughs> you voice... might actually also propose to your loved one. Exactly. And I think it's you a... do the most amazing. What you said yesterday, Anna, you said this yesterday. Like you said, no matter how many degrees you got, when you mm. say, hello, hi, my name is Anna, mm. it's Kofi. That's the first impression people yeah. have of you. Yeah, yeah. and mm. we were actually discussing it yesterday with, with the guests as well. We had a director in who, who directs the Women in Black from the West End. And uh, he was talking exactly about the, the power of performance art and the power of, of studying performance generally because it's actually giving kids now uh, the element that employers want. So mm. PwC recently... Mm-hmm. Um, um, turned around and said that communication and um, and creativity are two of the top things that they now look for. It wasn't what's on your CV. No, it isn't. It, it is. It's, it's how skills. you talk to people. And it's because we've had a, an era where what we've done is we've created an education system, certainly through my era and I think subsequent ones as well. It's beginning to change now for people like your kids, Anna, uh, who are kind of in, you know, just entering the teenage years and yeah. just heading into sort of 14, 15. Um, but we've created an education system which is very good at turning out teachers because it's based a lot on IQ. Okay. It's based on how we learn and whether we can remember stuff and whether we can then repeat that in exams. Right. What they don't tend to teach much of, and they're doing better now, but they certainly didn't when you and I went to school, is they don't teach EQ, emotional intelligence. Mm. And they certainly don't teach PQ, which is political intelligence. And those two things are the things that make you work with other people and get you to rise up a hierarchical organization Man. and succeed. Yeah, this is kind of crazy. Mm. It's a bit uh, uh, um, surreal in a way, if that's the way, because you, you get an idea about someone uh, through his voice, but then yeah. her voice or his voice, and then you get to meet them. You go like, oh, they have their own mind. They, they think... Yeah. Um, you know, this is really incredible. This is a question from Gabby, actually, who's our video guy. He's asking, on your phone, mm-hmm. 
Which voice do you actually have? <laughs> I have me, of course. Oh, okay, amazing. come on. There's an ego See? attached to Narcissism. this. You know. There's an ego there. Hass and I were talking about narcissism the other mm. day, and we're, we're happy with it, aren't we, Hass? Man, we this, is, uh, this is incredible. Ladies and gentlemen, we are with uh, the one and John Briggs, the original voice of Siri. You can find him as Daniel. Is that is that That's it? That's correct. That's oh. the name they gave British my voice. Daniel. On the iPhone, 4215. Any questions you guys want to ask? Definitely. We have already a couple of questions right now. Shout out to everybody tuning in. We going to be right back this is john mayer for you guys carry me away like i said tell a friend to tell a friend because the original voice of siri is in the building let's go i'm such a boy pulse 95 it's yellow home with anna schofield and big house all right ladies and gentlemen brothers and sisters tuning in right here yellow home pulse 95 big house from saudi arabia joined in by anna schofield from the UK yeah, and joined in by the amazing voice of Siri the original voice of Siri Mr. John Briggs um, so sir I wanted I wanted to um, ask you how did you get into radio in the first place like what really led you to radio when you were back in the UK there's my like bad. Radio. Uh, yes. Hello. Hello. Over here. <laughs> Hello. Who is this man? Does he know how to operate a radio? Uh, sometimes, you know, it's time to voice. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Uh, there's a BBC system uh, of local radio stations mm. in the UK, probably about 36, 37 of them, I think. They're still going. They're still just about being funded. It's getting harder and harder. Yeah. Uh, and back then, uh, there was one in the, the local city that I grew up in. And I turned up for an open day. And I played around and they stuck me in front of a microphone and they did that old thing where they said, hey, listen, this is, this is dinosaur territory. We're all on quarter-inch tape then, okay? So that's how old I am. And we're on a what? Quarter-inch tape. What is that? No, oh, you know what quarter-inch tape is. I don't. Is. Don't you, you do? No, I've got you no come, idea. Come on. I've got honestly no idea anyway, what quarter-inch tape is. Ignoring Miss Schofield. Miss Schofield. Yeah. You definitely know. All right. I, I, yeah. Honestly, yeah, can you see her nose getting tell her? Yeah, she I, says I agree with that. Yeah, Don't exactly. start on my nose. <laughs> so what you can do, of course, with a quarter-inch tape on an old, one of those old uh, Studer machines, mm. recording machines, is the playback head and the record head are separated by distance. And what you can do is you can feed that back into the headphones of the person who's recording something. So I'm sitting there with a news script, and it hits the record head, and then about half a second later, it hits the playback head, and they feed the playback head back into my headphones. So I'm now wow. reading the news, but hearing myself back half a second later. That's horrible. And it's it's, it's yeah. not much fun, but you get used to it. And I actually got by, and everyone said, oh, you did really well. You should come and do this for, for real. Not meaning it. Right. And then, of course, I took them seriously and went, okay, this is what I want to do. And I was probably 15 at the time. Mm. And I badgered them and badgered them and badgered them. And they said, go away. And I said, no, 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 I really want to come in. And they said, no, no, go away. Go away, leave us alone. No, I really, really, really want to do this. Resistance. Go, oh, for goodness sake, come in for a day and then go away. <laughs> wow. And I came in for a day and stayed. And I was T-boy made good. And that's how it all started. That's, but that's, yeah. that's an incredible story. But what, what, why radio? Why were you fascinated with that? What led you to go there? I was a bit of a performer. I was, I was a, a kid. A bit? Yeah. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> okay. Understatement of the day Can we so have this far. conversation on our own without the extras? You <laughs> I know, know, because I can get away with a lot more. Simply cut her mic off like what I did. <laughs> Uh, no, I, I, I mean, I liked, I liked doing uh, the theatre, and, and I kind of thought maybe I'm, I'm going to be an actor, and I realised I really wasn't good enough. Um, As an actor? Yeah. Mm. Just, you know, you've got to be really good to succeed, and even if you're really good, the chances of you really making it big are pretty limited. Two percent. But yeah. that was your first passion, you're saying, like as an actor? Yeah, I, I'm, that's kind of where I thought I'd go. I did every single school production running uh, and loved it. You know, as senior productions, junior productions, I was in it. You know, even if I was only the prompt, I'd be there. 
Uh, and so when radio turned up, I thought, actually, this is fun. And then I started doing it and I started recording some interviews and going and putting together what are called packages, which mm. is where you get several interviews together and you link them all together into sort of two and a half, three minute pieces. Showreel. And they, they, started, <laughs> they started paying me money to do this. Mm. And it was like, wow, you know, I'm doing something I would do for free. Don't tell them that. But, you know, we would all do this for free. We love this. This no, is just no, the most Hass fun. No, and I would. No, no that's incredible. Yeah. Would. You I mean, would really. It's, it's, radio is so much fun. It is. We don't tell them we do it for free. Because <laughs> otherwise they then go, oh, okay, well, you know, well, that yeah. paycheck you get, that can go out the window for the start. Yeah, that's, but that's incredible hearing you say that because, again, it's amazing how everything is connected. Mm. For example, um, rappers used to write poetry when they were young, mm-hmm. same thing, and get paid for that poetry they write. Mm. Not knowing that, for example, a rapper like Nas, who's considered one of the greatest poets right now, eventually started writing poetry for like five dollars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have and no uh, idea where it's going to lead to because you do it because you love it. Yeah, and you know what? If you do it because you do it because you love it, you do it brilliantly. Because if it's not about the paycheck at the end of the day, hundred percent. I, I love that so you say that. Better. Coming from you, I mean, this is the this is the voice that is in in a lot of houses and impacting a lot of people. I love the way you put that. So you said it off air. You said, you know, you turned to John and you said, your voice is in so many homes globally across the world. And it's not till you say something like that that you realise mm. that's pretty special, John. Do you ever stop to? I mean, you and I, jokes aside. Yeah. Um, do you ever stop to think about that? That you're one of those voices that in nearly every household. I don't, if you... I don't think you can. I don't think because it would play with your mind if you did. I tell you the thing that I'm most proud of, though, which mm. kind of is a continuation of the, of the question. So I get people who are using computers at home, but they're blind. Now, mankind's wow. main form of communication between yeah. mobile phone, a tablet or PC or Mac or whatever it might be is visual still. So imagine how you access mm. the technology if you can't see what's on the screen. Mm. So they use my voice in a lot of programs Man. to allow you to know where the cursor is on the screen. And I have a great guy. is a guy called Rick. comes from Wigan. He's a musician. Uh, and if you've ever composed music on a Macintosh, you'll know there's a program called GarageBand. GarageBand, yeah. Yeah. GarageBand yep. is an essential for composing uh, and, and turns you into an orchestra if you want yeah. to. It's just stunning. He composes music. He composes his own songs. He's now composing film songs as well. Wow. And he wrote to me and said, I just want to say thank you because you're the voice that guides me around the screen. You're Man. the voice that, that tells yeah, me where I am, that allows me amazing. to make this music. And I just went, don't, don't thank me. I've not done anything. I've just recorded something that's of use to you. But if I'm proud of anything, if there's a little bit you want to put on the epitaph when I'm six foot under, it is the thing that says, you know, uh, what my voice contributed was to create an access to the things that you and I all take for granted for those who are visually challenged, who don't have the opportunity to do what we all do so mm. readily. And mm. it allows them to access the internet, the uh, super uh, fiber highway, whatever you want to call it, mm. and do all the things that we take for granted. This is just an incredible statement. Like, drop the mic right now. Yeah. Thank you very much, yeah. you guys. Bam. It's good enough. Um, it's it's uh, it's really incredible. Um, we have a couple of questions from the audience. I want to ask it. Uh, ask yeah, you, sir. This is from uh, Afila Alifa, and she's asking, "What kind of music do you ask yourself when you're listening to <laughs> on the phone? <laughs> like when you say, hey, Siri, play that.' What, so, what kind of music does uh, John Briggs listen I did, to? You know, it depends on the mood and what I'm doing. Uh, it'll generally be in the car because mm. we're we're fairly strict in the UK about what you can actually press when you're in the car so yeah. I normally go hey Siri play whatever okay uh, and uh, yeah it'll play I, I have a I have a playlist which is a driving playlist 
and there's some really good stuff. A bit I'd of love Elton to hear John their playlist. There's a John Cougar Mellencamp, you know. There's some good stuff on there. I was actually asking him on the way because I thought, well, I'll, we're doing the music greats after six, obviously. Yeah. And so I said, so tell me what song... Uh, what song would you pick? You know, what would be the if you could only listen to one song now for the yeah. rest of your life? What would it be? And the songs that John came out with, I was thinking, well, you know, and you said you that. Went, I've never heard of these. I never Why would you heard pick of something that. so esoteric? Never heard of that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I find it funny that you've got your own. I've never heard you um, talking to Siri, so you, you're quite happy to talk to yourself. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well, it's, it's kind of helpful. <laughs> yeah, this is funny. a great thing, though. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> no, you can say goodbye to your mouse. You can say goodbye to your keyboard because you can. We will talk to these items. You know, the yeah. AI voices are here. They're taking over, and they will be everywhere. Right. Uh, and at the moment. We're on the, that cusp. We're on that cusp between uh, getting emotion into an artificial assistant. And that's form. the thing. Yes, I keep hearing about this. So how, wh- why, why are they suddenly, you've got an artificial voice. Why do they want emotion? Okay, What's so two things are happening. One thing at the moment is that b- primarily the interaction between you and an AI assistant was, I ask a question, the AI assistant replies. Yeah. It's gone a stage further now, such that the AI assistant now has context. So you go... What's the weather going to be like? And the AI assistant goes, well, it's uh, going to be 25 degrees or, or 450 degrees uh, over here. Yeah. Uh, and, <laughs> and you go, do I, well, you never need to ask this here, but do I need an umbrella? Uh, and if you then say, do I need an umbrella as a second question? It's going to say, I know that you are referring to the first question that I asked. So it's got context. Now, I know that sounds like a pretty straightforward thing for you and I, because mm. if I ask you a question, you go, yeah, you're referring to the thing you just asked me. Yeah. But for an AI assistant, that's quite a big deal. Right. You don't have to say, whatever machine I'm talking to, can I ask you question number two now? Yeah. And it refers to what I just said. It already knows. Wow. So that's a big so that's thing. Scary. Does that scare you in a way? No, like not, as at John Briggs? not at all. Not you, at all. Not at all. Yeah. Listen, we can get onto security and all the other things yeah, and all these that's machines listening answers. all the time. Like, what you're talking about is storing answers then. It's yeah. storing the information. But they're doing that anyway. They're doing that anyway. And, and, and it's the only way you'll get any form of progression. It's like any form of technology. Hey, we had men with red flags wandering in front of you know automobiles about 100 years ago, just over 100 years ago, because it was thought mankind could not live at that speed. Right. And it would frighten all the animals if it went faster than a man walking in front of it with a red flag. <laughs> Yeah, that's wow. how technology develops. <laughs> that's that's yeah, right. Do we really need it to advance, though? Honestly, yeah, do we? But why? Why? Is but, it just for fun? Well, well listen. Really, though? You and I, we, we were all talking uh, off camera, weren't Uh-oh. we, about Greta Thunberg? There's a Thunberg. debate going on, and the <laughs> debate goes on. This music <laughs> comes through. Let's go. <laughs> we came to Greta Thunberg, who's standing up there and going, you guys, mm. you're ruining my planet. How dare you? Okay? Yeah. Uh, and the reason that we manage to maintain ourselves on this planet, which we are busily eating away and destroying, is because we're clever enough to use technology to get past it. So the only things that are going to solve mm. the problems that Greta's talking about is using technology. We're not suddenly going to close down all the power stations. We're not suddenly going to stop traveling. We've just got to find new ways of doing that that allow the planet to breathe and to live. And the only way to do that is by using our intelligence. And mm. our intelligence is the one thing that keeps us superior to the birds and the bees, etc. The end. Man, 100%. It's yeah. amazing. We got another question here from Farouk who's saying, um, it's a bit of a controversial question, but let's see if we can get it through. What is it that you know about, you know, the, the, the Apple kind of software that we don't? Is there, <laughs> is there, is there Nothing. A, okay. No, I'm way behind the eight ball. Uh, no, I, I, I don't know. They don't share anything with me. Okay. I don't share a lot with them, with things with them, to be honest <laughs> with you. But uh, no, the, I, I know that uh, there are certain things I can tell you. I mean, and, uh, Siri in particular has a team of writers. 
Mm. So, I mean, the great thing about Siri was it it had uh, comedy. It had comedy value. You would ask it stuff yeah. and yes, it yeah. would come up with something. We all yeah. tried that. We all yeah. did it, yeah. You know, beatbox and, you know, who let the dogs out and things like that. Yeah. So it, there are a team of writers working on Siri uh, to use other voices yeah. and things like Alexa. Yeah. Mm. So you're familiar with Alexa? Yeah. Yes. Okay, so Google has uh, a, a staff of... Uh, something like uh, I think it's about a hundred thousand people working. Wow! Wow! Ten thousand of them. No, sorry, six hundred thousand. Beg mm. your pardon. Six hundred thousand people working for Google. Ten thousand of them are working on Alexa. That's how important they regard the technology. Right. Mm. And what you're now seeing is uh, is artificial assistants like Alexa, and there are a whole bunch of others. There's Cortana, there's Bixby, and so on. Mm. See, BBC trained. I have to give you all the trade names. Thank you very much. You know, yeah. just to make sure yeah. nobody gets any advantage. Uh, <laughs> but they're all being stuck into various things. So the first bicycle with Alexa's got uh, been built in. So you go, uh, hey, I, I should stop talking about it because you know what happens when people on the radio start using those names. Yeah. All the machines wake up, don't they, and go, oh, what do you, we were listening. You, you mentioned that. So I'll just talk about artificial assistance. And if I've now woken all your machines up, I apologize. Wow. But you See? ask the bicycle. You ask the bicycle, uh, I'd like to uh, go on a ride that, uh, that finishes at a well-known coffee house. Uh, and I want to expend 150 calories. And it goes, right, here's the route. And you follow that on the little screen on the bike. And it, and, you know, you've get off and you can have your soy latte come uh, whatever it is. Poppuccino. You know, yeah. We, we, Anna would have something weird, wouldn't you? Would I? Yeah. Would you? <laughs> Wouldn't you have something kind of... I know, I might have a little iced something. What's that got to do with the bike with the screen on it? I mean, you know... Anyway, you get yeah. to where you're going and you've expended the calories. So, you know, but it's now in cars. So mm. all the major manufacturers are now putting it into cars. Wow. Uh, so that you've got this uh, communication without uh, losing concentration. You don't have to press anything. You just have to speak to it. This is where everything's going. We didn't even get on to talking about emotions. We sidetracked ourselves. Yeah, mm. but we're going to do it okay. soon. We obviously need to take a break. We want to do emotions. And then I also want to talk about the fact that you, you accidentally let slip there. He said peace to camera earlier. Um, and that's because uh, he moved into TV. So we need to talk about his okay. TV okay. career Face as well. Face the radio, okay? Face Get the radio. F- don't start. Definitely. Let's do that. Leaving you right now with By Your Side. Ladies and gentlemen, keep it locked. Always 95 FM. We're going to be right back with the original voice of Siri. Let's go. I still remember. This is Pulse 95. It's Yellow Home. With Anna Schofield and Big House. It's Pulse 95. It's Tuesday afternoon. Nice having you with us. Yalla home. Anna Schofield and Big House. But also joined in the studio by John Briggs. So if you're just joining us... John Briggs has the most incredible. I'm applauding myself. Uh, yes, that's good, the good. Yes, clap yourself. But thank you, Anna, for making this happen because I think uh, I mean it's changing a lot of. I've already gotten a couple of messages saying we never knew, you know, uh, the human behind. Obviously, the voice of Sierra. I was talking of yeah. the era, and now it's 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 just really crazy. Does that bother you, John? Like the fact of the matter that you're in every house, you're everywhere. People people know know of you. But then on social media, when people look at the numbers, right? You're not you're active on social media, mm-hmm. but people don't know it's you. Like yeah, it exactly. is actually the voice. How uh, do you think about that? So, so uh, the, there's a profile to Siri, and Siri's profile is largely Susan Bennett, who's the American female voice. Right. Mm. So she gets a lot of of that profile, mm-hmm. uh, and I tend not to. And you know what? You know, there's an element to fame, which is probably something you'd want to avoid. And so I float quite neatly beneath the radar and I get to sit and chat to people like you, which is more than enough for me. Thank you. But that's amazing. You, 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 you mean that. I feel that yeah, you really yeah. mean that. 
Yeah, well, I think it's, it's a great amazing. thing. You know, the, 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 we come back to this thing about the voice. It's the thing that communicates and finds out about people and gets people to tell their story. You sit down next to anyone, and this is the broadcast journalist talking to you. I mean, I, I started as a broadcast journalist. That's what I am. I'm a speech radio person, done some TV, but radio's nicer because your audience is just three inches from your mouth, effectively. You know, they're, yeah, they're, you're yeah. talking straight and they're all Those yeah. lovely people next door in the goldfish bowl, they can't get in between you and the microphone. <laughs> now, if you have a television camera, there's a producer and a director and there's a cameraman before this thing gets anywhere near your television. Yeah. So to get myself on your television screen, there's a lot of people that has to go through. So maybe you don't get me. But in radio, you get the person because mm. our, our beloved listener is just literally inches away from where we're talking. We're having the same sort of conversation between us now yeah. uh, and the lovely listener is part of that conversation. And these days, more of a participation as well because True. back when I was doing radio, <laughs> if you wanted to communicate to the disc jockey, you had to send them a letter. <laughs> and three months later, you'd get the letter and you'd read it out. Now that's it's kind of instant feedback. You yeah. said, what? No, that's in- rubbish. Slide in our DMs, you know, oh, or SMS. <laughs> Slide. Uh, slide into our DMs. Now, um, so let's talk about your radio career then. So um, it's, it's. I mean, it's gorgeous. So you started on BBC Radio 2, or you didn't start there, but I you ended up I started in local on, radio, BBC Radio yeah. in Oxford, the and university then you, town. And then you slid into BBC Radio 2, and then there was Radio 5 Live as well. Am well, I right? Radio 5, when it started, was the first BBC, new BBC network in 26 years, because yeah. the BBC had launched in the 1960s, Radios 1, 2, 3, and 4. Wow. Listen to that voice. And Radio 1 was their, was their riposte to the pirate stations, because mm. basically uh, the UK government in the 1950s had said, all this popular music that those young student fellows like with long hair is a bit much for us, and so they'd banished it, you know, <laughs> said you can't broadcast here. So what they did was they 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 bought a boat yeah and they anchored outside British territorial waters. Have you seen the film Radio where, Caroline? Yeah, a, a, a friend of mine runs Conspiracy th- uh, Radio back in the UK, mm-hmm. and it was a yeah. pirate. Exactly. Right. Pirate, so, yeah. There you go. So yeah. pirate radio has to be done outside the jurisdiction of UK law, true. Uh, which means par- parking the boat out in all weathers. Mm-hmm. In, and if anybody knows the North Sea, you know it can be pretty rough at times. Uh, and you started the details, there. I, did, I wish I had done, mm. but the, the history was that you know that's where Radio One was, and the BBC went actually these t- these these pirate stations are terribly popular aren't they I, I think we should probably do more than dance music Let's just ha- and they invented Radio 1 <laughs> wow. uh, so you get Radio 1 and Radio 2 which was uh, the equivalent of the light program mm. and then Radio 3 which is classical music for mm. all you calm peaceful people out there and Radio 4 which was their speech network now they haven't in- created an- another network for 26 years and they went hang on a minute um, we need to do something here for sport uh, and perhaps a lighter version of Radio 4 and education because they did a lot of schools programs. So they invented this thing called Radio 5. Mm. And Radio 5 I did the breakfast show for for about two years. Wow. Yeah. W- would you would you like to get back to radio? I love radio. Can you not tell? Is it, am, have I, I, I given it away enough? No, radio is radio is my first love. Radio is, is the thing that you can have so much fun with. But it is because it's pure. It is because it's it's about a conversation between you and the listener. Mm. Uh, and the listener has the harder job because they're doing the listening. And you have the talking job, which is the kind of the fun bit. Uh, and and this, I always say it's the only job where you can sit and talk to yourself for three hours and not get put away. You, know, you don't <laughs> actually so know true. anybody's listening, That's but so you true. hope they are. That, I mean, we said this the other day. It's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's... Do you think that, um, just I wanted to push further on that, when it comes to radio... Do you think that also radio presenters have a responsibility to 
um, elevate people's mind or only just entertain? Just you have like, a huge responsibility sitting behind this microphone, and you know this. Mm. You know, uh, you are in an enormously privileged situation. What you say, people believe. Yeah. Uh, because you've said it, so absolutely, it's hugely privileged, and it's one you, you know you you uh, you da- damage the the, the re- relationship between your listener at your peril. Because uh, it's you know you have to make sure that there's that honesty and the directness, and they they have to feel that there's that you're talking to them as you. Try to be somebody else on radio, and, and people will see straight through you or hear straight through you. That is so but the, right. But it's the ultimate is that the pictures are better on radio. Mm. So they? he always says this. So he's done some training classes for the children that I teach. I've all, I always bring John in because the things that he says are so inspiring and so amazing and, and children are gripped to him. But one of the things you always say to the children is, where are the pictures better? Mm. Um, you always say this on TV or on the radio. TV is chewing gum for the eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Because it feeds you. You don't have to think about it. True. Radio, we all hear the same thing, but all our pictures are different. Yeah. So more imagination. There. And the really interesting thing now is about voices, you know, and this is why, because we've got cameras in here. Lots. Yeah, yeah. To, to me, that's TV. That's not radio. Okay. You don't need to see what we look like. You can invent <laughs> in your head what we look like. We, we look a lot better in your head than we do in real life. Man. Let's be honest. <laughs> this is just incredible what you say. But the voice, the voice, is, the voice is a complete giveaway. People say the eyes are the window to the soul. No, the voice is the window to the soul. Mm. And there's so much you can talk about with this one. But in the moment you hear somebody's voice, yeah? You, you kind of know what sex they are. You probably know that whether they're male or female, but, but voices can vary. You know their age. You might know something about their educational background as well. You might know something about their regional background, uh, which country they come from or yeah. which region of the country they come from. Mm. And sometimes uh, financial background. I but think that then that's it moves, yeah. But, mm. and, and, you know, how well you've been educated yeah. as well, that comes yeah. across. But then you start knowing certain other things. And you know whether you are perhaps more superior or feel superior to them, whether you can bully them and all sorts of other things, which your voice gives away. That is just incredible what you just said. Mm. I, so I used to ho- uh, host a hip-hop radio show. Yep. And coming across... I know, you're I, a big star I, of hip-hop. I have, I have uh, you know, a lot of hip-hop terminologies. And when I first started doing that, a lot of people thought I'm African-American mm-hmm. from the voice. Ooh. And when they saw me, like, yo, dude, mm-hmm. you're, you're yeah. big. What? Yeah. I exactly. thought you were this. Yeah. So I really relate to what you just th- said. Th- th- but how often have people said, I, I thought you sounded taller on the radio? Sorry? Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> sound taller on the radio? That, you know the reason why that happens? Why? Though? Because what you do is, uh, there's a, I, I use this word because it shows how old I am, Rolodex. Have you heard Rolodex? you know what a Rolodex is? I think, I think so. Rolo- I do because ro- you use it. Yeah. Ro- Rolodex is, is an old thing before we had mobile phones which stored all our phone numbers. It's a, it's a spinny thing with lots of cards in it that you flick through and it rolls over on, on a column. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a Rolodex. Yeah. It's an American trade name. Uh, <laughs> and what you've done is you've fi- flipped through the oral Rolodex in your head, A-U-R-A-L, okay, the, what you hear. Mm. And you've gone... I know people who sound like that. You know, that's like Uncle Fred. Uncle Fred sounds a bit like that. So I'm going to transplant the physical properties of Uncle Fred onto mm. this person. And when this person turns up in real life and they don't look like Uncle Fred, that's when the mismatch happens. And you're going, what that? no, that's no, not the picture sense. I had in my mm. head. Yeah, Man, yeah. this is just incredible. Oh, man. Okay. Um, so we're supposed to have one hour with you, but we're going to extend that because this is really incredible. We're just about uh, to Should we to apologize go. to the listener? No, no, no. We're no, gonna no, go. no. We, no. We, over communication. We, that's fine. That's what okay. we do here. Okay. We got we got a couple actually more questions coming in. Uh, you know, uh, John Briggs is going to actually do a rap song for us, or hopefully we're going to practice that. <laughs> wow. But we're going to be right back. Keep it locked right here at ninety five FM. It's been a hard day's night. Pulse ninety five. 
It's Yellow Home. With Anna Schofield and Big House. On Pulse 95, Yalla home on hump day, downward slopes for the weekend tomorrow, guys, and I hope the traffic is cool out there. Anna Schofield, Big Cass, still joined in the studio by an old friend of mine called John Briggs. John is the voice of Siri, uh, and he was the original voice of Siri. There are obviously lots of voices of Siri now. You can actually pick and choose your accent and, uh, and your style and your male-female and all those kind of things. But when it was first launched... It was it was John Briggs, and he's here in the studio with us tonight. Yeah, it's, it has been amazing really getting to know him. We'll still have him for the next, like, uh, 20 minutes or so. Uh, so thank you for joining us. Uh, yeah, it's John, my pleasure. Really. I'm, I'm just sitting here listening to all those lovely voices. Mm. Oh, man. We're, we're Pulse 95. Pulse Whoa. 95. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I uh, eat gravel for breakfast. You're going to need to turn his mic off. Honestly, like, it's terrible. I will never turn his mic off, uh-huh. ever. I might. I'm telling you. We're also going to be talking about the Greta uh, you know, Thunberg. Um, and maybe you can, uh, you know, definitely pitch in, Mr. John, about this one. What she said is very powerful. We're going to be playing a little bit of her speech. Yeah. OK, so she was uh, talking about climate betrayal again. And then um, Donald Trump has done another mm. beautiful condescending comment. So it would be wrong not to chat about that. Um, let's also later on talk about the gradual decrease in temperatures over the next few days. The yes. UAE is, is set to get cooler. Mm, I don't want to talk to, to John about this because Anna always seems to be complaining. Uh, I, I'm, I'm a winter person, but she's like, if you lived in the UK... For as long as I lived, you would really appreciate here. He Do you agree with that? He, he cannot yeah. say that because he doesn't know he's a winter See, person. What you have to understand is that the uh, there is a great tradition. Indeed, it's actually a pastime in the UK of complaining. Now that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and, Excuse and, me. And the weather is the primary thing oh, that yeah. you complain about. Yeah. Uh, you also say sorry for it as well. So I'm terribly sorry. It seems sorry. to be raining today. Well, I'm, getting, I'm going to moan about that. No, I, I am sorry. No, this is completely true. We yeah. apologise profusely all the time. Yeah. But no, what I do is, is say that he can't possibly be a winter person because he hasn't done it. He hasn't done seven months of rain no. and the bitter cold. And I think until, you, until you've done seven months and you, you literally... So you agree with Anna Schofield? Well, th- there's an element of which uh, going grey, I-, I don't mind if it pours with rain, if it snows, if it hails, but what the British weather can do is interminable grey. Mm. It's just like living inside an eiderdown. All right. <laughs> That's very exciting. Ladies and gentlemen, John Briggs, the original voice of Siri, is here with us. And, and we're going to make him rap a very famous rap song, Old Town Road by Little Nas. And this is really amazing. I can't wait to see this because this is going to go viral. So put your radios on. This is Hargit Kart bil Arabi Isma. The Heart of Shaja. This is Pulse 95. It's Yellow Home. With Anna Schofield and Big Cass. SMS Pulse 95. We want to hear from you. 4215. Anytime. Pulse 95. It's Yellow Home. And we're live through till 8 o'clock. Big Cass in studio. Anna Schofield in the studio. And we're joined by the lovely John Briggs, who is not only the voice of Siri. Um, he is also the voice of The Weakest Link, a huge game show that pinged around 39 countries globally. Did I get that right? Yes, yeah. right, 38, I think. Yeah. <laughs> and I want to um, actually, I mean, we've talked to you a lot already about various different things. It is quite strange 
interviewing, sort of interviewing your own friends. Yes. Because the thing is, you know all the answers. Yes. You yeah. know, so there's I've nothing actually... new for you. I mean, you keep drifting off in the middle of my replies. Oh no, but I needed that nap. I really did. <laughs> I was really tired. Wow. Um, <laughs> okay. No, but it's amazing. I mean, thank you for giving me the honor, at least personally, to get to know them and also the, the audience. We're getting some amazing, you know, uh, you know, response from people, and it's just really amazing. It's so, yeah, it's lovely. But of course, because he's super interesting, isn't he? I mean, he's an incredible. Yeah, incredible first time round. I mean, the second time you're here, it's just <laughs> dull as ditchwater. Tenth for me. Yeah. No, what I want to actually bring to um, Hass's attention because I think he'll like it is. You do lots of award ceremonies. Yes, so you host award ceremonies. Yeah. And the reason he's actually in the UAE this week is because he'll be organising something incredible. Um, I know that you've been up to the Capitol a couple of times. Um, don't put anything past this guy. Um, so he'll suddenly text me and say, I'm flying in because I'm hosting XYZ. And, uh, and in he swishes and does amazing events. But there's one in London that you do every year. And you host it in uh, tux and bow tie with Princess Anne, don't you? Oh, yeah. Well, wow. that's a mix of two things, actually. Because, right. uh, so we do... Uh, It'd be like uh, some, something like this. Yes, exactly. Like, hmm. yes. There we go. It's very British. Stand up and salute. We do, <laughs> we do pomp and ceremony terribly well, you know. Um, so, yeah, so Princess Anne is uh, the Chancellor of a university called the University of London. Mm. And uh, every... Probably, it must be March, I think. Every March they have a graduation ceremony. Mm. And because the University of London is very, very multicultural, there are students from all over the world. Now, I'm mm. a relatively well-trained BBC newsreader. I read news for the BBC for most of their radio stations for about 20 years. Uh, and if you are a newsreader, you'll know that very often you don't get the scripts until about sort of two minutes before you're on air. Yep. So sometimes there are words in there that you haven't come across before, particularly people you haven't come across yes. before. Yes. Uh, so you had to kind of get your way through those names. Uh, and there was always a little motto, which was, you know, say it with confidence and only them and their mother will ever know. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> but there are over something like a thousand <laughs> names that need to be read out as these students come up to, c- to collect their degrees. And, the, and it's a great occasion for them, of course. A lot of them traveling to London for the first time because they've done distance learning mm-hmm. with these degrees. And they turn up and they've got their robes and their family are there to see them. And they're in this huge auditorium in a place, if you know London, called the Barbican, which is a huge, great stage where they put on orchestral productions, seats about 2,000 people. It's where Les Miserables started. Do you no remember way. when I talk about yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. They started at the Barbican. It's an amazing, wow. amazing place. And yeah. all these students turn up and it is my job to announce them and announce what they got as well. Ooh. So I do all these reading and then obviously Princess Anne is there as well and afterwards sometimes she comes oh, terribly, terribly good you know, manage all those pronunciations and particularly Sri Lankan names and I love Sri Lankan people and I love Sri Lankan names mm. but they all have 16 syllables. It's yeah. crazy, yeah. yeah. And sometimes getting through those names to get them right and you want to get them right of course. because these guys have worked for three years and there's nothing worse because this person is about as far away from me as you are which is about you know six foot at the yeah. moment and they're just standing there and I announce them and you get that occasional look of uh, as they walk past going, I just studied for three years for this and you just got my name Aww. wrong. Yeah. But most Aww. of the time we get them right. We do our utmost to get them right. It's not deliberate that we get them but wrong. But you're really good at that. I mean, I've, I've watched you. You're, uh, you're impeccable with word. your take on the English language. You know, we talk about language a lot because obviously Hass will 
explain Arabic words to me. He'll make me say them live on air. Mm-hmm. Um, and hip hop words as well. I mean, that's a dialect that's of all of its own. Yeah, she recently started saying, you know, things like slide in the DMs. Slide. And slide in DMs <laughs> is like a DM us on Instagram, which is. Uh, yeah, but when she says it, it sounds like a chocolate bar. I, you know? Right? Like it's like a, a brand name. Which this is, is why you two are such a great combination because you've got this kind of cool dude over here in the corner and this soft, sultry maiden on the right hand. Sometimes. Can I be cool? Can I be cool? Sometimes. I, I mean, I think. cool, but yeah, I mean, to out cool this guy. No, going to take a lot. Yeah, I think the big, I think the big thing, though, me coming from Saudi Arabia, I have uh, different, you know, cultures, different traditions. Anna, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I, I really want to talk to you about this, definitely on the air, off the air, because some of the things that happen in the show is really amazing. But as we are approaching uh, Maghrib prayer, we're going to take a short break for that. Uh, but then after that, um, me and John Briggs, actually, I'm going to sing something for you, sir, if you don't mind. Oh, Go no. For it. Um, Go and then you, you're going to rap uh, a song, which is uh, Old Town Row by Lil Nas, with that incredible <laughs> Obviously, uh, Siri voice. We have also a couple of questions from people. I want to shout out Omar Duri uh, tuning in. I want to shout out Farouk. Uh, Farouk sends sends you his best wishes, and now since he found your account, he's going to follow you. Oh, Farouk, you're a star. Thank and, you. And, and that's amazing. Uh, Everard is actually saying, I cannot believe you have 200 plus on your Instagram followers. We have to make it a thousand yeah, by the end of the week. It would be very nice. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So you this, and me the is, same. This yeah. is all happening as we are approaching Maghrib Prayer, ladies and gentlemen. Let's take a break and we're going to be right back, right here on Pulse 95 Radio. Yalla home, Big Haas, and Kofi, joined in by the voice of Siri, Mr. John Briggs. Sharjah. It's Yella Home. With Anna Schofield and Big Cass. On Pulse 95, welcome to Tuesday. Downward slope is hump day. Yella Home with Anna Schofield and Big Cass. Um, now, something's in the offing. I leave the studio for a couple of minutes, and when I come back, Hass is on his knees, and him and John are discussing something intimately. The last words I heard was, he's going to give me a gift, I'm going to give him a gift. 100%. So, <laughs> so Mr. John, um, part of the things I do, according to Anna, she always says that I break the radio rules. That's Etiquette. what she said. Etiquette. Etiquette. Rules are there to be broken. Exactly. That's, what, that's John, where I come do from. do not encourage. So we're right there. Uh, and, and apparently singing on the radio is not something, you know, that should be done. But I've been doing it now for a year. Mm-hmm. I'm doing the same song. And I do have a little, fan, a little bit of fan base. The other day, Anna wasn't here. And I was singing this song. And I got a tweet saying that you just lifted my day up, which I think is the essence of radio. That was from That's your mother. It no. was from your mother. I didn't, it doesn't I didn't know <laughs> I didn't know her. I didn't know her. So uh, without further ado, sir, by uh, back by popular demand, I would say, uh, I'm going to present this song to you. <laughs> And this is from The Bare Necessities, The Jungle Book, if you know it. Oh, fantastic. And it goes a little bit something like this. <laughs> Look for the bare necessities, the simple bare necessities. Forget about your worries and your... Sh- Come on, sir, let's go. I mean the bare necessities of Mother Nature recipes that bring the bare necessities of life. Oh, Gone yeah. Has. John Briggs, that's wherever I wonder. Wherever I roam. Let's go. <laughs> I couldn't be fonder of my big home that the kicker. The bees are buzzing in the trees to make some honey just for me. When you look under the rock, and maybe get a glance and fancy some some ants. And right now, Mr. John Briggs, I'm about to dare you live on the air if you can do a song 
by Little Nas. You want me to do Little Nas? I want you to do Little Nas. All right, let's go. Best BBC voice. I'm going to go make a cup of tea. Okay. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is radio history, ladies and gentlemen. This is radio gold. It's not prepared for. We're going to play the song right here, and the one and only John Briggs, the voice of Siri, is taking over. Let's go, sir. I'm going to take my horse to the Old Town Road. I'm going to ride till I can't no more. I'm going to take my horse to the Old Town Road. I'm going to ride till I can't no more. Look at the horses in the back. Horse tack is attached. Hat is matte black. The boots are black to match. Riding on a horse, how you can whip your Porsche. I've been in the valley, you ain't been up off that porch now. Can't nobody tell me nothing, you can't tell me nothing. Can't nobody tell me nothing, you can't tell me nothing. Riding on a tractor, lean all on my bladder. Cheated on my baby, you can go and ask her. Wow. Yo, yo, this is just incredible, ladies and gentlemen. This is this is amazing. What what you're able to do here, sir, is you're able to give happiness and, and laughter and um uh, and, and blessings to you on that really. So bless you. Seriously. Oh, listen, as you have a, you have a, a nice you have a nice soul. And I think uh, when people when people get to know you, it's the first time I meet you and I can't believe you know this incredible human being. Mm. And and you, you, you told me about him, but I didn't think it's gonna be like you know, like like that, and I think it's really amazing. You know what it is, is that, and he's touched on it a few times. Um, he's incredibly creative. There's nothing you can throw at John, though. And over the years, um, wherever I've been on radio over the years, I take John with me. Um, and so, and and you know, whatever he he's doing, um, we try and collaborate wherever possible. But there's nothing that anyone's ever thrown at John that he's turned around and said, "Oh, I don't think so. I'd, I'd rather not." You know. So ultimately, um, I'm going to need Vaseline to get my hair. Out the studio. Oh, yeah, really? The no, but it's, it's not true, though. Fit John, the way you guys are going. No, no, this is reality. Hass Thank says, you. Will you sing an, an ass song? Will you rap? And you're like, Yep, no yeah. worries. Where are the words? You know, and then had a go at the 3G being what? slow. I'm, I'm, I'm interested to know what's the most challenging thing you ever face as John Briggs? Like, you know, what's the thing that really. Wow. You, That's you, a good question because you're, you're not phased. You're not phased by stuff. You're Do you know what I always say? The big thing to me is about saying yes to most things. So if the as long as the question hasn't got parachute, shoot or bungee in the sentence the answer is yes when are we doing it right you know because that's what it's about where do you get that from though like where do you is it a drive is it you okay with everything is it a love of life where we get very little time on this carousel we don't get to play around on it for very long when we do you should uh it's there's a phrase to suck the more out of life mm. Uh, it's, I think it was Lost Poets Society, Robin Williams. That's what he encourages his pupils to do. Uh, and I think that's what you have to do because there's, there's so little time. Do, do you think you can do even more than what you're doing now? Well, I hope so. Okay. You know, with the help of guys like you, you know, and, and getting the message across to people that, you know. Uh, I have a fascination for human beings. Mm. I have a fascination for human beings, uh, and I'm fascinated why we are so brilliant at things and we are so creative and so able. Look at the things we've managed to do from putting a man on the moon to inventing antibiotics to whatever it may be. Yet we still have part of us that turns around and says, uh, you don't think the same way as I do so you are my enemy um, yeah I hear you Vika here asked a very interesting question do you, what makes you sad do you ever get sad yeah absolutely what, 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 what saddens listen, you listen you don't know what happy is unless you've been sad 
In That's the same true. way you don't know what success is unless you've failed. Yeah. We'll come back to this education system at all. Uh, when you teach kids, uh, again, what you do is you reward them for the right answer, you punish them for the wrong answer, and then when they're not doing well, you, you very well, you say, try your hardest. And everybody knows try your hardest you are not going to get it right watch watch the england football team three goals to nil down <laughs> desperately trying to win a knockout competition they're trying their hardest and they're not going to win mm. um so actually what you have to do is understand that failure is what leads you to success and the same way that being sad leads you to being happy so you have to know the contrast being too sad mm. is a problem well, and we are in an environment where we're shown a lot of what we think other people are doing and enjoying better yes. than we are. Yes. Oh, man, yes. big time. This right. is a social media issue. And it like you go on Instagram. Me crazy. Yeah. It does. Yeah. And the yeah. thing you've got to be very careful to do, and the thing you need to tell kids is that, you know, actually a lot of what you see there isn't real. It's people telling everyone their best versions of themselves. Mm. And we're all amazing in cyberspace aren't we? We're all just brilliant. We yeah. look amazing. We have amazing things we do. We have amazing friends. And actually, life isn't always like that. And that's why I struggle with social media, to be honest. And Hass is always saying, come on, you've got to do it. You've got, you've got to fam, you've got to post more. you got to be... But, but to be honest, I feel fake and I struggle with feeling fake if I'm posting something because I feel I should. Mm. So, so that's one of the things I struggle with. I want to ask you a question. Hmm. I want to ask you, John, and it's, you know, it is weird interviewing your friend because you know all the answers. <laughs> um, but what what we were talking earlier <laughs> yeah you yeah you ready pressure's mm-hmm. yeah, on yeah I'm on, I'm um, on what have you got left on your bucket list to do is there something that you would kill to do you you've I mean you've done radio you've done TV you've had the big voiceover jobs you, you're Apple's Siri I mean it doesn't get bigger than that um well, so I'm still single, what? you know. I mean, maybe that's the on the bucket list that I haven't, I haven't finished. I haven't nicely, managed to take that. Okay, marriage. Done right there. Marriage. <laughs> okay, so, so marriage is on the list. Yeah, I think that's the thing that I would probably should turn my attention to. I'm not getting any younger, you know. I don't want to grow old by myself. Yeah, okay, okay. And anything professional? Professional. Um, I, I've been so lucky. I mean, listen, every time you get invited by somebody, somebody says they want you to host this show, whether yeah. it's radio or television. Uh, that's the kind of thing we all work hard for in this yeah. room. That's the thing we want to achieve when somebody thinks that we are the person that uh, should have the privilege of driving forward this piece of entertainment or this piece of information so uh, I still get a kick out of people coming to me and go would you do this would you host this would you do that and yeah yeah, that lights my fuse so there are still I think the bucket list still contains people wanting people to come to me and, and, and say hey can you do this can you would you host this I'll take you I'll take you on that I mean live on the air I'd love to host with you a hip hop show me yeah. and you together too right yeah would you do that Absolutely. I think that, I think that would be that. really dope yeah where are you going to do that you can do this on Pulse 95 maybe yeah you know we could take an hour out of this show and make it a hip hop hour with <laughs> Big Hass and John Briggs Man, this I've got to have a cooler name than John Briggs though, oh, I? What, what, okay. JB, JB, Big Hass and, Hass and Little John <laughs> yeah <laughs> little John actually exists. He's yeah, a Little John, that's the thing. Wait, is he? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Damn. You can't have so that you're one. already taking. So yeah. take, when they ask you for your, you know, your username, you put it in, and you put it in what you think you can have, and then it's always already taken, taken isn't it? Yeah. 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 I'd have to be Little John nine five four two zero three four two. Or you could be medium something. Me- medium Briggs. Yeah, but well, no. nobody likes being medium. No, do you? Nobody Man. wants to be nice or this, medium. This is incredible. How do you, okay. order, how do you, how do you order a, a, a nice, you know, well cooked piece of meat? You, you mean medium? No, you you, you want. Rare. 
Yeah. Rare yeah. is where we are. Okay, be rare. Rare, yeah, rare John. Be rare. I mean, 100%. But we are with you guys until 8 p.m. I want to dedicate this song to you, to you Anna Schofield. Uh, your mother may her sorest in peace and power. You used to love this song and dedicate this to you because it's love your co-host kind of day, right? Oh, is it? Yes. We're going to be right back. We're going to be talking all sorts of things. And guess what? Joan Briggs is still with us. Let's uh, go. He's Keep still it alive. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 5 p.m.